UFO. Like, if you were my daughter, this, that, and the other, and I'm like, bitch, like. Mm-hmm. And the problem was there was a language barrier. So the mother who was Hispanic really didn't understand what was going to take place. But then she just, she did record it. But then she realized what was happening. And she was just like, wait, like this, this is what you meant. So now they're trying to sue the school district, which I do understand that that can definitely be a situation of not understanding. However, once she hit her the first time, she should have been stepped in. I think the principal hit that child either five or six times. Damn. I think. But I with, think with the paddle. Definitely, it was definitely more than once. And the mother didn't step in. I'm just like, mm, nah, because it could be me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't let no white woman put their hands on my child. Uh-oh. What what if she was black? No black woman. Look, ain't no one disciplining my child and like bump that. Because everyone okay. disciplines differently. And your hit might not be equivalent to my hit. And okay. I honestly don't believe, genuinely, if I'm being honest, if I, mm-hmm. the Lord allows me to have children, I'm not, I don't believe in hitting my kids. I was raised that way. I don't think that's how you get through to a child. I mean, don't get me wrong. A subtle tap, you know what I'm saying? But like for a belt to be swung at someone's flesh, I just don't mm-hmm. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with men punching their sons in the chest. I don't agree with that. Now, at a certain age, <laughs> if y'all are grown and y'all mm-hmm. fight, okay. But if you are like punching your six-year-old in the chest, talking about yeah. some man the fuck up, like, what are we doing here? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, this why little boys be walking around not knowing what to do with their emotions and right. be shooting people because that's how they were raised. Right. Like, at the end of the day, it's not always the resort shouldn't be, oh, you don't want to listen, I'm going to smack the shot of you. Or are you not listening? Grab my belt. Like It's just like there's other avenues to go, especially at specific ages. I'm not saying that that might not come into play somewhere down the line, but within disciplining my child, mm-hmm. within the first adolescent year, throughout their adolescent years of what, I don't know, five or whatever, because clearly I'm not hitting anyone in younger than five, but like, I'm just not, I'm not spanking no kid. Like, I'm just not doing that. Like, it didn't work for me for a long time. I didn't even like, because my dad was a disciplinarian. So mm-hmm. I, for a long time, and that's another thing I got frustrated with. It's like, if anything, at least let my mother discipline me. But no, 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 no. You a grown ass man and you hit me. And that's how I like the way I am now. Like, I really have to like, again, this is why counseling is good, people. If you haven't went to counseling, we should go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that also does play a role because then certain girls date men that hit on them. Mm-hmm. And it stems from what? They seeing their dad hit on them or seeing they hit, their dad hit their mom. Like that plays a, an effect. You know what I'm saying? Like now, thankfully, I've never been in a relationship where a man hit on me. Like I'm not saying that. That's not my story. I don't put that shit. And I do understand that when my dad was hitting me, it was, you know, him somewhat, This is that's what he knew. And that's another thing I had to understand. My dad grew up that way. So in their household, that's how he was disciplined. And mm-hmm. that's another thing we start have to realize, make these generational bears that we need to break, curses that we need to break. Like, I see how my sister interacts with her kids. She don't really hit them. Might be a little tap. Like, even with me, when I'm around them, I don't hit them. One, why? Because they're not my children. Mm-hmm. Now, do yeah. I have permission? Yeah, my sister's definitely telling me, like, you know, if they act love, just give them a tap. Do I do it, though? No, because that's not something I feel is my role. Why? Because that's mm-hmm. not my child. And I feel like a lot of people 
nowadays be so quick to want to give their view, especially people that don't have kids. Like, I mean, I don't have kids. Who am I to tell you how to raise your kids? But it'd be like the people that don't have kids that have so much to say about what someone else should do with their child. Mm-hmm. But then not, not to even like pick, just piggyback off that again, that's their child. So yes, do I have permission to discipline my niece and my nephew? Of course. Am I going to go that route? No. Do I discipline them? Sure. They'll go to timeout. You know, they'll not play a game. There's other ways to get through to a child. And I don't mm-hmm. think it always has to result in you, someone getting physical with them. Mm-hmm. It just, and so when I saw that, that principal with a wooden paddle, Mm-hmm. smacking that girl and then told the girl not to had her like over yeah. <laughs> like hands on like they were about to like frisk her down right. and told that little girl not to move oh bitch we fighting okay me and you you gonna have to see me you gonna Yo. have to see me <laughs> Yo. yeah I, I remember having that as an option when i was in elementary and my ass, I stayed in the principal office when I was a little kid, like between like four and seven. Mm-hmm. My ass stayed in the office getting hit Me with too. that wood. Well, not with the wood. Damn, with the I wood. definitely lived in the office for a very long time. Like, yeah. just so, go to the office. I'm like, eh, I got trouble yeah. My, uh, at, of course, at the time, I didn't know, but um, the principal of my elementary school was an AKA, and she had an AKA paddle she'd hit your ass with. And you know, we kids, so we like, man, Miss Morgan gonna hit us with that ACA paddle. We was, <laughs> cause we ain't know no, we ain't oh know no AK. We used to call it a, a, a ACA paddle. She gonna hit us oh with that ACA gosh. paddle. Now that is funny. That, that shit is used funny. to hurt, boy. Hell and, yeah, that's a wooden paddle. Yeah, and and depending on what you did was the amount of licks you got. But I I don't I don't think she ever hit us more than like five times. But they it was a good five. It was a solid five though. She it was know. like a it was like a wind up, wah, you know, like a video game or some shit. But nah. um, yeah, that shit hurt. So I mean, when it when it comes to hitting kids, I don't think that should be the first option. And I don't necessarily agree with like them scheduled ass whoopings. That's that what used I used to, to go have. down. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? I used to have like, <laughs> that it would be like when you get home. When I get, <laughs> <laughs> you go, you get undressed. You know right. what I'm saying? I would try to be slick and take a bath and go to sleep. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Yo, get in that bed. Yeah. You just all wait on all that. You just you just sitting there like, oh, I'm about to get my ass beat. I I'd be like, man, either beat my ass on the spot or we need to figure something else out. Right. That whole yeah. wait till I get home. No, no, no. Yeah. Do this shit now. Right. Get this over with. Yeah. So like how you were saying, like getting tapped or popped, I feel like that's appropriate in the moment if they just mm-hmm. completely out of line. Oh, yeah. But I'm, um, I'm not, and I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not someone that's like, don't hit it all. Cause there's some moments where it's like you're you're talking to them, you mm-hmm. you taking some, and they just not listening. Little a little tag room, especially at specific ages. Yeah. But like this whole, I'm gonna beat you with whatever I see. Go mm-hmm. ring me a bell. Go do like no. And go in. You know and go saying? all the way. In. If you have yeah. whelps on your body, yeah, that's a problem. And I <laughs> look, my look. A lot of time people were like so intimidated by my dad, mm-hmm. and I love my dad to this day. But when he used to hit me, I would have wealth. Mm-hmm. Skin just sore. Yeah. And it's like, why did you need that much force? One, I'm right. a child. Two, I'm a girl. 
I'm like, <laughs> I'm not fighting you back. Like the shit right. hurts. Like for right. what? Yep. For me not to like you because that's what's happening. <laughs> like, right. nah, that's that's. That, that shit is crazy. And I definitely remember that too. I mean, even as a boy, when my mom used to hit me, it'd be like, man, you are winding up from left field smacking my head. That shit hurt, boy. Yeah. I don't care if you're a woman or whatever. That shit is painful. Um, <laughs> but I definitely think there's other ways to get, to, the, to get through to the kid, especially once they hit a certain age and they start mm-hmm. to care about shit. Right. You know, Cause I mean when they when they kids and their whole mind frame is in rugrat mode and shit, and like you you know what I'm saying? Like they they attention span ain't long enough, right? Right. But I think I think once they start getting into school, once they start having their little friends and they start wanting to go to little parties and shit like that, you tell their ass they can't go to that party, bet they don't exactly. fuck up no more. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be that's rap. all it really takes. Yeah. You, you take something that they really want away. Mm-hmm. Or you start taking them video games away for the, especially right. for like the little boys. The or... little boys be going to war with their video game. Boy, I remember that my parents took my little brother's video game station or mm-hmm. He was big. He, was, he, he got was out of there. He was <laughs> out of there. And I mean, now you have kids with cell phones at such a young age, you take that shit away. You know, you right. may you may fix that instantly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when it comes to beating the kids in regards to the cell phone, you fuck around and beat your kid and CPS be at your house in 10 minutes. They go to right. their room and start Googling some shit. Right. <laughs> okay. Because these kids nowadays do be recording yeah. everything. You don't even know you getting recorded. They set you, they set you up. Right. Yeah. You thinking it's funny. They're like, nah. Right. Fuck around. You're acting a fool. Got, got go me for life. Kids. Right. Ain't no way. Uh, but another thing I don't agree with when it comes to discipline, if we on we on that wave right now, is when I see, and 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 I, I hate to do this, but I gotta call it like like I see it, because I see it mainly from black women. Uh-oh. All right, here you go. In the stove, going off on their kids and, and cussing them out in the stove. Oh, no, I hate with, that. I'm I... like, oh man, that shit is setting us back. No, I completely concur. Okay, I can't. I, and 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 it does happen within. <laughs> I see it predominantly more than you know the black race. But I mean, I've seen Hispanic people do. I haven't seen you know I've seen a mix of it all. However, I hate it all because mm-hmm. it, I, but you remember I kind of talked about this even with men, my relationships. If we if we're in public, mm-hmm. we're good. If you act in the phone, like okay, mm-hmm. you know I might have to reel you in a little bit, but I'm not gonna yell at you. I'm not gonna hit you. I'm not gonna be none of that in public. But when we get home, we're going to have to have a real situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can definitely, because that's one thing, like, with my mom. Like, mm-hmm. she she didn't really, like, hit us, but, like, she did a little pinch. Mm. Just a little subtle pinch. <laughs> Grab the back of, that, back of that meat right there. Right, you just to get your attention. Like, get your you attention. Knew, but she didn't draw no attention. It wasn't yeah. loud. But you knew the minute we got in that car, Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it was going. It, she was definitely gonna have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? And right. I think I completely agree with you because I hate seeing that. You're you're this is a child, you know what right. I'm saying? You are belittling belittling a child in public and embarrassing them. Mm-hmm. For what? And you're embarrassing yourself because you look ridiculous. Right. You look real bad having that child get under your skin like that. Like, right. That child belonged to you. <laughs> 
But what the ice the icing on the cake be when parents be getting mad at the kids for kid shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like oh and it's like um you know, like you don't want to ever be in nobody's business, right? But you know, you be having you hear them drive by conversation, like you push <laughs> you like you pushing the card and you just happen to hear what the fuck going on and you walking right. by and you just catch it, right? You know, kid be like, Mommy, I want some soda. Boy, get your fucking ass in the car, don't ask me for no goddamn soda. Like, God damn. Like <laughs> right. That's what they made my sister used to talk about. Cause she was like, I don't understand when people get mad at kids for doing kid things. Like they're a kid, their attention span is like this long, like for real. Like if you don't have patience for your own child, then maybe you should look within. (laughs) Like, I don't think it's the kid. I think it's going like your expectation might be a little too high. They're a child. I'm like, damn, like the kid is five years old and he saw cotton candy and Coca-Cola and got excited and you mad. Like, what's up? Like, what was he supposed to do? You know? I completely agree. I cannot damn. That's like, wait, your max. They were like actually being a kid. Like, what is the issue? You know, like that shit. I don't know. You and you know, not everybody be ready for kids when they have them. I understand that, but you mm-hmm. know, it, when when they get here, you got to make some changes. Right. You know, and you definitely have to find patience because children are a lot of work. Like, I sit here. Look at my friends who have children. Look at my sister who have like, they are a lot of work. And if you don't have the patience, that's why I pray mm-hmm. about it every day. Because there's some days I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. they they are your responsibility until forever, really. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain things now. My parents were like, I can't believe you didn't tell me this. Not thinking, but because they're a parent, they mm-hmm. naturally, you know, either one is I got into a wreck. Didn't tell my mom. Mm-hmm. And she came to my to my sister's house, and my car went there. So she, but she knew I was there, and I was like, "Well, I didn't want to tell you." But I got, she didn't call my aunts, my uncles. They calling me. You don't ever not tell your mom. I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like I am grown, grown. But like as right. a parent, they mm-hmm. always have that you know parently role. And I do feel like you know if you can't understand like, and that's another thing. Every child's not the same either. That's another thing that people. I think don't understand well I don't want to say people but I think that's another thing that should definitely be discussed is that like you sometimes you do have to discipline children differently you know what I mean like because sometimes it might not work but at the same time it's not it shouldn't be something where like because I know with me a lot of times me and my sister felt like it was somewhat of a competition because we're more closer than age than our other siblings Mm -hmm. so it was like well Christina why can't you be like your sister and I'm like the fuck like I'm me <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't like she's her I'm me I you know but it's, she got in less trouble than I did growing up I understand that but there was probably a reason why I was getting in trouble <laughs> you know what I'm saying and we should probably focus on the root of that versus you saying how come you don't act like your sister mm-hmm. because again now we fast forward now and I'm looking back oh because I was being physically abused mm-hmm. by the teacher in that classroom so I was acting out right right but at the time of course we don't know that there's no you know what i'm saying so it's like i'm acting out but there's they don't know the reason why so then when i finally got they were letting know they're like okay well that makes sense now mm-hmm. hell would you was beating my ass though <laughs> because i'm getting in trouble but this woman is purposely punishing me for shit that i'm not doing so she putting her hands on me then i'm getting home getting in trouble and it's like for what yeah so it's like i think i think 
one thing I will say that I'm so happy about that's happening more and more, especially within our community, because it does happen in other communities, is therapy, is conversations being had. You know, I do think that, you know, a lot of times when we're growing up in the Black community, it's like a child needs to stay in a child's place. And I do understand that. There are some times where, like, you don't need to be in this conversation. You're too young. But at a certain point, even as in a, in a teenager, it's like, look, we need to start having real conversations within our community. You know, we need to start addressing our issues. You know, it was, so, it was such a faux pas for a long time, you know, mental health in the Black community or counseling within the Black community. You know, it's like, go to church. That don't, <laughs> like, what? The people in church need to be going to counseling too. <laughs> like, you know? Twice so a week. Think, right. So I do think that nowadays you do see a lot of our generation like getting that help they need going to counselors going to therapy you know actually taking in their mental space like i I meditate you know i mean i I pray don't get me wrong but i still i think it's important to meditate like focus on positive energy because if you put that positive energy within you you're going to give it out you know what i'm saying but i do think that a lot of these conversations that we're having as adults if we had them we were children growing up with our parents Mm-hmm. a lot of things would be different in a sense. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I got you. I think what helps too is that we live in a world with a lot more resources, like openly. So even if you don't, if even if you, you're still in that, I guess, state of embarrassment or shame to ask for that help, you can, you can Google, you can get on YouTube, you can, you know, go old school, go to a library, you can do something you know, um, to figure out or at least self-diagnose or self-access what might be going on with you Mm -hmm. and then start to like look and read and watch videos and do all that kind of stuff for yourself first, you know, Mm -hmm. before you're ready. Because, you know, you know, you say go to therapy and is, is not good, but it is true that a lot of people are terrified of that. It's just like going to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. You're so right. It's like people are afraid of going to the doctor. Call, oh, if, if, if I don't go, I'll be fine. But as soon as I go, they're going to tell me this and this is wrong and all this other shit. You mm-hmm. know, so you know, pe- people have that e- innate fear of being diagnosed, you know. And I, and I definitely understand that, which is why I think it's all about baby steps. If you're not comfortable talking to somebody that you don't know, then don't do that. But also acknowledge, like, start writing down your issues. Start acknowledging, like, this this is something that I need to work on. Like, this is something I might need to focus on. Or this is something I want to deter, get away from, um, you know, at some point. So how can I get skills to help, help me get from there? You know what I'm saying? Because, again, you're right, everyone doesn't want to go to therapy. I respect right. that. But if you're not going to do something to combat the issues that you're having, then like, how are we growing? And I think it's important as whoever you are, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever role you're playing within your life, that if you see negative flaws within you, you work on getting rid of those negative flaws, uh, either to better yourself or to better yourself for your spouse or to better yourself for your job or to better like for your children. Because again, that people see that, you know, it would took me being an adult to understand where my father was coming from. And that's unfortunate because I do think that we lost a lot of years mm-hmm. of a healthy relationship. Um, right. and, and I think it's due to the fact that he wasn't willing to have conversations with me. I wasn't willing to have conversations with him. And it's because it was the child, you stay in the child's place. Um, you know, I'm wrong, you're right. And a lot of times it's like, you know, as an adult, 
you make mistakes. You're not always right. You know, maybe you want to be, but there are times when as an adult, you're not right. And I think the problem within our community, a lot of times it's like, you know, we're told you're a child and the adult is right. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I think that's another reason why we do have, you know, certain stigmas within our community about even saying something at a certain age, because it's like, well, they're not gonna listen to me no way. If you're, if, if a child already feels like they're not gonna be heard, they're not gonna ever say anything, you know? And, and that's the unfortunate thing. And, and it's not within the black community either. You know, you have kids that are committing suicide across the board because they're afraid to speak up, you know, whether they're being bullied or whether they are just experiencing their own within them negativity. And then of course, social media plays an effect, effect to that. And like, unfortunately these kids aren't made tough and, and they don't know how to deal with their feelings. And, and, and it goes down to a, neg- a, a negative path. And I just, and I hate to see that. And I do think that it definitely starts, you know, with the parenting and it starts with communication and it starts with, you know, saying, telling them I'm listening to them and not like having a response, just listen, right. you know? And I think that everyone across the board can do better with listening. You know, I had literally had a coworker tell me today, like, you know, I'm, just, I'm talking to you because I just need someone to listen to you. You know, I talk to other people and they, they have something to say. And sometimes people don't want you to say shit. Sometimes they just want you, they just want you to sit your ass there and listen, you know? And I think, that's one thing me growing up, I definitely try to work on with anyone, with any relationship that I have, whether it's someone that I care about, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone I'm dating, like you, you definitely have to start listening because if you're not listening and you're just listening to say something, not listening to let them be heard, we're never going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think nowadays parents definitely have to start listening to their children. And again, I'm not a parent, <laughs> I'm not saying that they're not doing that because mm-hmm. some people probably are, but I'm saying as a teacher, I see things, you know, these kids are away from their parents at least eight hours of the day. That's just school. Right. Now let's say that they do sports. That's another two hours. Let's say the parent works late. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. some, a lot of the time these kids are raising themselves, mm-hmm. especially if they're in a less um, a socially economically challenged environment. Mm-hmm. so right i mean or you know because I, I can use myself for an example like my mom was a single mother um let's see she divorced my stepdad when i was 14 so i mean yeah it was just me and her and we had money but she was gone because she was making money mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so sometimes from the outside, it may look like, oh, like they good, you know, she's an occupational therapist, she's making six figures a year, you know, he goes to Pearland High School, but it's like, I think I saw my mom a total of maybe like five or six hours a week, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And she mm-hmm. wasn't cooking, she wasn't, she wasn't that type of person, right? So, you know, this is the whole like leave money on the counter, figure it out type mm-hmm. you know type dynamic or whatever and she loved me but it's just like you know of it course. wasn't it it wasn't that really going on it yeah. was like take care of yourself I don't want to get no phone calls about you fuck it up I'm going to work you know and that's, yeah and, and that's and that's, that's real that and you're right about that because you're right you have those parents that are workaholics you know I had a student she only child mm-hmm. and I mean she was just like my parents are always working mm-hmm. and again great nice home you know doing their she's not struggling for anything but children need that connection with their parents some type of communication and then 
you get to the point where okay this is just normal and i get it it is normal that's your normal like that's your normal Mm -hmm. not my normal it's your normal so you kind of have to learn to build not an emotional because you have an emotional attachment to your parents naturally but that level of communication where everyone is comfortable within that realm you know whether it's a vulnerable communication whether it's a happy communication whether it's like i just need you to know this about me communication because like you said like i mean my parents were both in the household but there were times where i didn't feel like i could talk to either one of them Mm -hmm. you know and it's and it's unfortunate that again it took years for that to happen but it's all about the dynamics it's all about what you put out there it's all about like if i'm constantly being told no 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 this is what's important not this or we don't care what you got to say about that. Then like, why, why would I want to say something? And mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think with us, our generation or any generation really, like, I think a lot of times, and I see this often, like within our age group, it's like a lot of them are saying they're not going to raise their children if they have them the way that our parents raised us. Cause I do think, like I said, we're that odd group mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, we're a mix of like old school values and all, but we also have that new age era. So mm-hmm. it's like, we know what they did we didn't really like everything they did now are we respectful yes because these kids nowadays just be reckless man but then we also <laughs> know like okay we're gonna take a little bit of this not all of it but a little sample yeah, a little bit. we're gonna mix it with this new stuff get a scoop of this scoop right of you know what I'm saying? It's, just, it's like we still have some of those values that you know like are important to us but we also understand that everything that they were doing you know mm-hmm. it's not all that you know let's right. like we talked about going to school one day like it was always put down. I thought you have to go to college. You have to go to college. Mm-hmm. For what? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. if you got a plan, right? You gonna make, and you know this plan is gonna work. Well, who mm-hmm. am I to tell you you have to go to college? Mm-hmm. If you, know you got a, if you got a service or a trade or that's what I'm saying. Like, there's know, people with trades that are making six figures. You right? I had a degree. Who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, who oh, gives right. a shit? Someone's like, are you gonna get back to get your master's? Who? Me? Never. Man. I will never go back to school. I, ain't never I will going never back to pay school. nobody no more money for a piece of paper. You might you might catch me in a certification course, but That's I ain't going it. back to school. <laughs> I ain't going uh-uh. back to school for no, nothing. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Hell no. But I think all of this and the entire paradigm shift from a healthy perspective starts with self-assessment because I think that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prop, I think that proper leadership and proper change comes from the top with anything. If you want to talk about religion, you want to talk about the workplace, you want to talk about parents or children, whatever, team dynamics, all of that shit, it, it, yeah. starts, it starts from the top. So I know for me, what has helped me over the course of years, especially like in my adult life, is being proactive and doing and taking like those like professional tests and self-assessments mm-hmm. and things like that because I'll do it right not necessarily necessarily because I feel like I have a flaw or that something is wrong but I think that a good way for people to really assess themselves properly or a good technique is to do those things mm-hmm. get the results right and a lot of those resources are free and then once they get the results, read through it or watch the video or whatever, and then ask yourself, is this true about me? Or could I see how they would say that is true? Because, you know, there's there's some things about yourself, you don't see it that way, right? Mm-hmm. But but other people might. Like some some people may say I'm intimidating and I'll be like, I ain't fucking intimidating. What the fuck? 
You know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I see why you say that. And I don't mm-hmm. want to invalidate that or discard that truth for people. So let me understand why I might come across that way. And it, it may be something I can work on. It may be something that's just part of who I am, but at least I'm more aware of it now. So, you know, case in point, if I'm dealing with a child, you know, I know that, hey, nigga, you stepping up to this baby and you 6'3 and full of tattoos, nigga, like, <laughs> relax, you know, mm-hmm. or change mm-hmm. or like, you know, be, be aware of your tone, right? And like right. how they may feel as you project yourself, you know what I'm saying? And it's helped me personally, professionally, all but that. that. Honestly, that is so, that is so funny because like, I completely agree with you. I had a friend come visit and my nephew instantly cried because he's, he's tall and he has a very deep voice. Right. His dad is very mellow, chill, not as tall as my friend that came over. He doesn't have tattoos. Mm-hmm. And the literally like he, all he did was say hi. But mm-hmm. it was his tone and his delivery yeah. scared the shit out of my nephew. Like my, like my nephew. And so even my brother-in-law was just like, yeah, he's not, he's not used to like a voice that deep. Like, and he, he cause he's right. And it's like, that's so funny that you said that because it's, it's an all in your approach. Sometimes you do kind of have to readjust because that does play a role with a child. Because especially if they're not used, like you said, if they're not used to seeing someone with tattoos, that can be scary to them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They're not right. used to someone with facial hair, that can be scary to them. So mm-hmm. I completely agree. Cause even with me, like even as a teacher, my background, I'm really just like, mm, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm very dry with these kids. I do have a playful spirit, but they don't get to see that right off the bat. So as I start warming up to them throughout the year, I do have to start checking my tone and saying, okay, like, let me dial back a little bit. Cause they know my rules. They know my regulations. They know like, all right, Ms. Mose don't really care much about what we're doing as long as we do our work and we're not in here acting a fool. And it's like, but then it's also when you know you have to shift, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes they want to take advantage of, and it's like, hey, now don't let, don't make me have to like, mm-hmm. you know. But it's also in your approach too. But I also try to be, I also try to be realistic, like with what I have, and, and understand that like everyone's not going to take my approach the way I think they should. Mm-hmm. So as an adult True. and as someone who runs that classroom, I have to be conscious of, okay, this approach might make her cry. Whereas mm-hmm. this approach is going to get through to him. So there's definitely different personalities and backgrounds that all play a role in that. Like, you know, I, I think with me as a teacher with my black boys, um, I think the approach is definitely different. It's, it's more of a motherly approach. Um, it's more of a, I genuinely care about you because the world's not going to care about you. Mm-hmm. And I see what can happen once you go out into the world where, you know, I might not necessarily approach uh you know my hispanic girls the same way you know what i'm saying because in this hispanic community they're seen as lesser so i try to approach them with like hey you are bad you're you know what i'm saying like there's different things and i think as an educator it's important to understand people's background not the stereotypes and i want to make that clear i'm not trying to understand someone's stereotype i'm trying to understand their cultural backgrounds because i think a lot of times teachers mix the two you know and unfortunately you know that's why you see a lot if you look at you know our data you see a lot of hispanic and black boys that are getting in trouble a lot of these classes because unfortunately you don't see a lot of us in these rooms and so their approach is they're acting a fool let me call the office and get them out of here when maybe they just need a little attention maybe they just want you to say how are you doing today 
let them talk, let them, and I'm not saying that's every day. Cause I mean, I, I've definitely given attention to some boys who have just done the most, but it takes a lot for me to get there. You know what I'm saying? I think that as a, as an educator, it's important to understand, like I said, cultural backgrounds are different, you know, Hispanic boys, it's always kind of like, not disrespect, but there's no like regard for who you are. Mm -hmm. I'm not offended by that because again, that's their culture. You know, they don't, they call me miss all day long. <laughs> like, <laughs> not miss Mo. <laughs> like, it's really just, I mean, I'm sure they know my name, but it's just like, they're, it's just miss all day. Like, miss, miss, I'm just like, and it dry, It does drive me crazy. Don't get me wrong. And there are some days I'm just like, oh my goodness, miss Mo. It's like, y'all have got, like, I don't call you boy. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just not, disregarding who you are as an individual, but they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot for me to be like, okay, it's gonna be missed today. Like today, they and you know I and I and I think it's important because and I'm not saying they're all that. Way. I'm not saying that it's something that they can't overcome. But mm -hmm. also, it's like if you see that often, if you go home and you see that your mother's always cooking or she's doing this or you're not, you know sometimes these kids write about stuff and you're just like, wow, you you see why they interact in a certain way you know if their if their mother isn't there or if their mother cheated on their dad or if the dad you know like they write about stuff like this so like yeah. that gave me perspective as to oh let me approach this child differently mm -hmm. because their their background shows me that they might not have a good relationship with a woman in their life or maybe they do but they don't know how to communicate well uh, because they're not, their voice isn't being heard. So I don't know. I think children, they're, they're definitely, there's a lot, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot to say about kids. There's a lot to say about raising a child. There's a lot to say about disciplining a child, but I also think, you know, what works for you works for you. What works for someone else might not work for them. But I also think it's important to not always result to smacking a kid or yelling at a kid <laughs> when they are doing something they have no business doing. I agree. And, you know, I, like I said, I, it takes a lot for me to yell at my students, but when I do yell, it's because I didn't give you like 15,000 chances and you just keep going. I'm just like, dude, like, I literally, yelled this point, I didn't yell at him, but I definitely was just like, what is your deal? Like, what I, is I, your deal? I, I was just like, can you help me understand where we're coming from? Cause I thought we were having a, in a good spot you keep doing the fool and i'm just like what's going on mm -hmm. and he, he he didn't say a peep and you know what i had to take that mm -hmm. and i was like all right you're not gonna tell me what it is but guess what you're not gonna stay in this classroom god bless you go to the office <laughs> like i just <laughs> i just couldn't do it no more that day hey. i was like look i didn't get you chance after chance and you just keep like you got to go sound like you neutralized the situation to me oh i definitely did he had right. to he had to leave i was like that's fine. you don't have to listen to me you don't even have to acknowledge me but you're not staying in this classroom have a nice day and when he gets back i'm gonna say hello how are you i hope you're, i hope we have a better day today and i'm gonna keep it moving <laughs> this kid because some of these kids really think that we dwell on it like they just be like oh they out to get us i don't mm -hmm. think about that when i leave the school right but you know <laughs> some some teachers do you know there are some some do and, and if and my kids don't know by now that i'm not one of them then i'm sorry to them coaches too you know oh coaches yeah for sure too. yeah so, for sure yeah. but i think also those type of relationships are the relationships that are more so in the positive you know what i mean like positive light because they're trying right. to 
be a role model in a sense. I think they see something in that child because I, I definitely have some kids, you know, my former students, I still talk to, you know, mm-hmm. I have former students going to college. Those are the ones that like, not that I don't care about all my kids, but every teacher, every coach, every, they're going to bond with specific kids. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hell, you talked about Coach Hip. I talked to Ronnie Buren. Like, it's just like, there are people within the educational system within your life that are not your parents that play a vital role in shaping who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that and understand that like, sometimes they are your vessel. Sometimes they are someone that you go to and be like, hey, I need you to be this person in my life right now. And if nothing else, if nothing else comes of it, just know that you played an important role in my life. And I think that's important to know, you know, you could be a neighbor Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're like, that kid's like, you know, I've had parents of friends be, you know, a support system at one time or another. So I do think it's definitely important if you have, if you're, if you play a role in a child's life to play the most positive role that you can possibly play. And I'm not acting like I'm the best teacher in the world. Cause I know there's kids out there that do not like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not because I didn't yeah. care. And, and it's everybody... because they didn't like my approach. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to get everybody. That's you're not going to get everybody. But I do think if you get, you know, that three or two every so often, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing something, right. you know, because yeah. some kids need that. I mean, like you said, Coach Hit was more, you know, like in your life because your stepdad was gone at the age of 14. And, and that's important to have, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I had my father, but I did have connections with my Coach Wood and Coach Killing because, like, I felt like their approach and coaching was a lot more let me hear you. What do you need from me? Versus my dad. He'd just be, you let it out there and run. I'd be like, I don't want to run today. I'm tired. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, you know, you know, what's funny is that, you know, most, I would probably say most of the athletes at the school was either scared of Coach Hip or just didn't want no problems with Coach Hip for, no, you're like, right. You know, for a lack of a better way to put it. But mm-hmm. me, me and Hip got along very good because you know my mom was in the military for a while and Mm -hmm. my stepdad was in the military so I was used to like a really direct and harsh tone Mm -hmm. I was more so listening to what you said not necessarily like how you said it to me so Mm -hmm. me and him got along because and it it was something that I really wasn't getting at home like my Like my like my mom was a pedestrian, is what I call it, right? Like she mm-hmm. wasn't she wasn't no athlete. She didn't have athlete eyes, none of that shit. <laughs> and I'm at Pearland, you know, like you remember like the top ten board in the weight room and shit. You know, yeah. like, the the like I was top ten in like four different categories. My mom didn't care nothing, nothing about that. <laughs> she was never she was never at the school. Like I was one of the best athletes in the school, and you couldn't tell her that, you know, right. standing in her face or whatever. Mm-hmm. so I was just like man like I feel like I need to be highlighted you know like I'm busting my ass and all the sports at the school and then I'm you know then I get connected to hip and he's just like hey I need you to jump this like okay I need you to run this like okay you know mm-hmm. so that so that's so I I was looking for that male role model who held me to like a performance standard because that's mm-hmm. that's that's who I was and we got along because I didn't care nothing about him being mean. Um, but he wasn't, you know what? He wasn't mean to me, though. He was just I, very, And I think that's the misconception. Hip was just direct. Yeah, he was just like, real, just like, hey, just this is what I need like, you to do, you know? Right. It. it was no gray area. Like, Hip yeah. will tell you what it is. 
it is what it is, you know? And like, I think, and I think that's why, like, when me and him, even with my parents and my dad and him would talk, like, because he would help, you know, my little brother. And I'm just like, people be so scared of him. I'm like, he cool. Like, like he be, cool he just walking through it. He know right. what he doing. Do what he yeah. tell you. Do you go improve? If not, it. what it is. Hey man, me and him got along. I remember. Uh, I remember our senior year. I don't know if you was around or if you remember, but do do you remember that four by four our senior year at district? Who was on the four by four? I was the anchor of the four by four. <laughs> I feel like was Brian was Brian your go to on the four by four? Yep, he was second leg. Okay. Okay. So then, yes, I remember the four by four. Yeah. It started to come back to me. Okay. So I wasn't supposed to run that. Uh huh. So I was done for the day. <laughs> like I was done. I had already ate a hot dog and some Skittles and whatever. <laughs> right. I'm chilling. So they run the four by two and just Stan hurts himself. He hurt himself. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> I remember. Justin hurts himself. I was off somewhere chilling, probably trying to get somebody number and shit. <laughs> and here come motherfucking uh, Jonathan Stevens and Fitz <laughs> talking about some, Coach Hibbs looking for you. I'm like, for what? <laughs> to give me a medal? Like, I don't know why y'all over here. So here that I go. The meet's about to be over. <laughs> for real. So, man, I walk on the turf and Hip was just like, hey, I need you. Anchor, four by four. Get ready, <laughs> and you and you know you know how he talk, right? So right. I'm just like, oh fuck. But you know, I I was good with it because I knew he wouldn't put me in a position to either jeopardize my career or hurt myself. And I knew like he he believed in me, and that's mm -hmm. that's what I needed, you know, from a male role model. So for sure, you know, as for we sure. as we talk about like coaching and parenting and stuff, like you have to really tap into your kid and the type of kid you have and all of that shit because mm -hmm. like I I needed that pressure like I, I wanted that pressure and he always put it on me and I was like all right let's oh yeah go. let's go for sure I completely agree with you yeah. completely agree with you